Hi, and welcome to the C20 Podcast. C20 is a group of young adults who meet together to talk about belief in Jesus Christ and how to follow Him in the world today. The podcast today is a sermon from guest speaker Bobby Desoumé. He's a pastor at L'Église Evangelique Philadelphie, and he's come to teach us today about what it means to say Amen. Good morning, everyone. Oh, good afternoon, yeah. Okay, you're allowed to laugh, but you can't worship. <laughs> nah, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Like uh, Pastor Chris said, um, I am Pastor Bobby Dezome. Um I'm coming from the... Can you hear me well? Yeah? Good. Um, in public speaking, you always say that, but you know people can hear you well, but it's just like filling out space. So um, I'm Pastor Bobby. My real name is Jean-Robert Dezome. Um, and I, I'm the youth pastor at uh, L'Église Evangelique Philadelphie. So you said it right, Chris. It's just you said it in French, uh, in English. Um, it's uh, a church that's more in the East, and it's actually an honor and a pleasure to be here, but really an honor because People's Church is like such an historic church here in the city of Montreal. And uh, so when I was invited uh, by your pastor, I was actually really, really happy, honored, ecstatic, and um, yeah. So um, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning. I'm going to invite you to open. I'm not alone. I actually came with uh, Patrick and Shana. Um, yeah, you can say hi. Patrick is with me everywhere. Wherever I go uh, to preach, Patrick is, is there. Um, he's like uh, a buddy in arms, and he's way taller than me. So if ever something happens, I feel safer with Patrick. But today, Shana is here, so she feels safer than I do. But it's okay. No, I'm not bitter. It's okay. Um, so we're going to open up our Bible at, um, in the book of Revelation, chapter 3. I'm going to read for you verse 14 all the way to 22. Revelation chapter 3, 14 to 22. Mm-hmm. That's a win. That's good. Even cell phones are worshiping. Are worshiping. That's cool. That's kind of that scripture where, where the rocks are there, and they tell they tell Jesus, tell them to be quiet. And he's like, if I, even if they stay quiet, rocks will cry out. In our generation, cell phones ring. So that's good. All right, Revelations chapter three, verse fourteen to twenty-two. When you have it, just wave at me. Okay. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the origin of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing. You do not realize that you are wretched, pitiable, Poor, blind, and naked. Therefore, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white robes to clothe you 
and to keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen. I solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. Listen, I am standing at the door, knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to you and eat with you and you with me. To the one who conquers, I will give a place with me on my throne, just as I myself conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The title of today's um, sermon is, I say amen. I say amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that you're giving us today, for this opportunity, Lord, to just be able to dig in your word and really receive not a sermon, but a revelation from you. I pray, Father God, for the people who are listening, and I pray, Father God, for me who is speaking right now. May your spirit use me as a mouthpiece in Jesus' name. May your spirit anoint the people not only to be able to understand, but really, Father God, speak to us today. You speak to us, Father God. Jesus, Holy Spirit, be among us. We want to feel your presence today, but we also want to be transformed. So transform us and sanctify us by your truth. Your word is the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. And so today, the title of the sermon is, I Say Amen. It's funny, in this time of pandemic, um, many of the churches, as, as we've just witnessed, uh, we have this, this kind of limitation where we're not even allowed to, to worship. I mean, we're not encouraged to worship out loud. We're not encouraged to just shout. Now, I don't know if you people shout at people's church, but um, no, people are like, no, we don't shout at all. And we would rather keep it that way. Um, but, but where I'm from, we, in, in the Haitian church, um, there is no way you do not shout. We shout to say, I love you. We shout to say, uh, praise the Lord. We, we shout. That's just part of our, our culture. That's part of who we are. It's kind of our heritage. Parents shout at their children in the middle of worship. Um, and it, that's just the way they are. It's just everybody's okay with it. You know, it's just like, oh, pray. I said, and then they shout. And we understand. It's the Holy Spirit. You know, you're, the church, you know, the church understands that. But now in today's era, because of what's going on, we're not really allowed to celebrate out loud. And so when I was thinking about, about what the Lord was communicating today, I, 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 I really felt in my heart that words such like, such as amen, are disappearing within our worship. And I'm not talking only about churches where the culture just says like amen as a response, but, but we just don't say words like that anymore. And, I, and I'm wondering in our lives, is it possible that our condition or our society or our culture sometimes has an impact on our worship to some degree that at some point it starts to silence us? And if it does, well, is it possible that it's silencing some important parts of it, such as the word amen? 
Amen is a word, as you know, that, that simply says it is so. But in, in the original text, the word has such a meaning that, that, that is so profound. When you, when you hear the word amen, if you're thinking in the mind of, a, of, a, of somebody who's speaking Hebrew, you have to think of, of something sturdy. Of, of not only of like, yes, what you're saying is true, but, but really that the statements that are being said right now are true. They, they, they can be, they are reliable. You can stand on them. They, they, they're so reliable. They, the root word is similar to the same type of word that they were used when, whenever they hold a baby, like a parent holds a baby. So it's, it, you have to think of amen as like, it is sturdy. It's a sturdy word, a supportive word. Amen. And, and they use it, they used to use it in worship, whether before or after. Whether before or after a statement. So before a statement was said, they would say amen. After, amen. The reason why was to say we agree with this. We know that what's coming is true. We know that what's going on is real. We know that what's taking place is the truth. And today I want to encourage you uh, with, with three simple points. I want to encourage you to start saying Amen. So let's just practice right now. Keep your mask on. And if you, you know, just keep your mask on. But I want to encourage you to say it. Say it with me. I say, amen. Isn't it liberating? Don't you feel good, right? Let's do it again. I say, amen. All right. Now, the first point, repeat after me. I say, amen to his word. I say, amen to his word. In this scripture, what is really important to remember is that the words that are being pronounced are actually the oaths of Jesus Christ. It's actually Jesus speaking to the church. It's Jesus speaking to the church of Laodicea. And what's so profound about this and so, 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 so important to remember is that the whole book, actually, even though it's attributed to John in authorship, when we read the first few verses in Revelation chapter 1, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Amen. And so what we, what we need to understand is that when Jesus is talking to this church, is Jesus talking. It's not just John, so it's not something that comes from, you know, a cultural background. It's not somebody from earth that's just judging a church. It's really God himself, Jesus Christ, that wants to express what he feels, what's going on in his heart whenever he looks at the people of that city. Isn't it funny that even in that, we already see the heart of Jesus? That when he wants to say something important, he uses someone, but at some point, he talks directly. He's not just using John. He doesn't want to tell the story. He actually uses John only so he could express what he wants to say. I know your works. It's not John speaking. It's Jesus I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Repeat again after me. I say amen to his word. 
in the book of Nehemiah, I want to read you a, a, a passage that's, that's, that's pretty profound. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 5 to 8. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Shaman, Akub, Zapathai, Odiah, Mahasiah, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Anan, Peliah, the Levites, helped the people to understand the law while the people remain in their places. Wow, that's, that's a fun family. I would love, these, these are hard names. So they read from the book, from the law of God with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. Listen carefully. Then Ezra blessed the Lord. He just, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. He just opened it. And all the people stood up. He just opened the book. He did not even read and the people were already saying amen. This is how faithful they were to the word. This is how much they understood that no matter what comes into this book, no matter what's being done right now, we trust it. No matter what's happening right now, because this book is being opened, we can trust it. Then after, they're waiting for the explanation. When, when we say, when I'm encouraging you to say, say, say amen to his word this morning, what I want you to understand is that the word of God is personal. The word of God is not just a letter written by men throughout the years. No, it's really God trying to talk to us. And then there's a relationship we need to have with it where we understand that we can trust it no matter what. Now, I know it sounds difficult, but throughout their experiences, the people of Israel understood that the word of God could be trusted. It was always the word that gave them their freedom. It was always the word that gave them victory. Yes, of course, sometimes it came through Moses. So Moses would go on top of the mountain, get the word from God, and give it to the people. But the people had this relationship with the word. And I think it's important for us in this time of pandemic to really understand that our main relationship must be with the word. Unfortunately, throughout times, we build a relationship with people. And we build such a relationship with people that when they shut the churches down, we were not allowed to see each other. All of a sudden, our Bibles were not something that we wanted to see anymore. But the truth of the matter is, is as Christians, our real growth is found in the Word. It may sound boring sometimes to read it late at night. You know, you'd rather watch a Netflix special or whatever. But, but the truth of the matter is, your, our true relationship is in the Word. Our true relationship is really in the word. And God wants to communicate with each one of us through his word. Repeat after me. I say amen Amen. to his word. That means that I can trust it. That means that I can stand on it. That means that no matter what happens, I can rely on it. In good times or bad times, when I'm alone or when I'm in public, no matter where I stand, I know his word is with me. I know his word sustains me. I know that his word gives me life because all things were created by him and for him. And I know that Jesus is the living word. And so everything is created by him. I could trust all of life because God is the author and finisher of all things. Are you hearing me tomorrow, this, this, this afternoon? Are you, are you with me? Yeah, amen. There you go. We can trust it. One more time, I say amen Amen. to his word. word. The simple fact that the book was open, they were already surrendering. 
And they were like, amen. I think our churches would look so much different if we would do that. If we would just surrender to the word. Just say like, you know what? We trust it. We're going to follow it. It says that we have to be obedient. Well, I'll, I'll be obedient. It's asking me to stay pure. Well, I'll stay pure. It's asking me to live a certain lifestyle. I'll live that certain lifestyle because I can rely on it. I can say amen to his word. Second point I have for you. Repeat after me. I say amen to his judgment. I say amen to his judgment. Say it a bit louder. I say amen to his judgment. Yeah, that's a bit more difficult. Because it's fun to say amen to his word. Because his promises are great, you know? His, his goodness endures forever. Yay, God. But then, we have to also say amen to his judgment. Oh, I know, in today's age, it's not popular. The word judging is not a fun word. It's not, it's not really a good word. Unless you're... you're you're, you're graduating from law school and you're being named a judge, then it's different, okay, you're a judge. But besides that, it's not a, a term that we use because it has, throughout the years, have, have had this really negative connotation. Well, I'm a firm believer that it's okay to judge. It's okay to judge, and I want you to know it's totally biblical to judge. The Bible is comfortable with judging. Judging is totally fine. You know, the spiritual man judges all things, and it's judged by none. It's in the scriptures. I invite you, at, at least in your life, to, to understand that judging is just... Is just stating facts the way they are. It's just stating facts the way they are and balancing. It's just, it's, it's just an opinion on facts. So it's okay to judge. The Bible doesn't want us to condemn people. It's totally okay to judge somebody and then to approach the person with love. Or else how are you supposed to rebuke someone or help someone or train them? Condemnation, though. That's wrong. Condemnation is when you pronounce a statement upon the life of someone and you limit it. You limit the person to that statement. Right? It's like, you're a fool. You're a fool forever. You're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite forever. You sleep around and you're a fornicator. You're fornicating forever. We don't use words like fornication, but I didn't want to use the real verb because this is people's church. Um, but... Um, but, but, but do you understand what I'm saying? So we don't want to condemn, but it's good to judge. So repeat after me. I say amen, I say amen. to his judgment. I know your words. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich. I have prospered. I need nothing. You do not realize that you are wretched, that you're poor, you're blind, you're naked. Therefore, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire. But listen to the first words before we, get, we, we, we continue with this text. He says it. I know your works. This is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking to them. He knows them. And he's not proud of his church. He's not proud of who they are. He's actually telling them, and, he, and he's using metaphors as he's speaking. This, this whole metaphor of like being cold or, or hot is, is, is in reference to the water in, in, the, sit, in the city of Laodicea. Um, the water over there were extremely lukewarm. The water was lukewarm. The reason was that there was um, a church in Hyrop. 
Hierapolis and in Colossae. And the waters in Colossae were really fresh. And the water in the Hierapolis were extremely warm. They were warm. And by the time, the, and Laodicea was right in the middle, and by the time the water traveled, well, you guessed it, it was lukewarm. And so what the analogy he's trying to pull is that if ever you were useful and you were fresh, you were fresh water, that would be great. Then people would drink from you and would be refreshed. And if ever you were warm or hot, if you were hot, then people could use you as bath because often it was used in, in, this, um, in that culture uh, as bath that were really relaxing and that would help your muscles. It's kind of like a, a, a spa or a sauna. You know? it's just, just... So, so, so he's saying you're neither one. You're just, you're, just, you're just useless. You're lukewarm. You're not producing anything good. And when I drink you, I just want to spit you out. And this, and this was true about their water, but, but I think that Jesus is also talking to us, the church, today. Are we useful? You know, when they shut down the churches, the first thing that happened in my heart was I was sad. I was sad because I wasn't going to see the people, but I was also sad because we fell in the category of, of, of places that were not really necessary. And in my head, I was just like, people are sick, people need food, people, people are, 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 are stressed, people have a heightened anxiety, people are in need of help, and they look at the church and they're just like, well, you know what, we don't need these people. What happened to us? Because when we read the Bible, we were the people that would heal the sick. We were the people that would help the poor. We used to feed the naked. And I know we do that in our small communities, but we used to do it to such a degree that empires were mad. People wanted to kill us. Now, we're not really useful. We can shut these people down because nothing's going to change. They're not really going to be helpful. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Are we being the church that we need to be? Are we being zealous for the Lord? Are we really serving the Lord with everything we have, with everything we are? Are we living this word to the maximum? Repeat after me. I say amen, amen. to his judgment. The city was rich, but for him, he was just like, you guys are poor. What you're bringing to the table is not really, is not really good. Yes, it's good for, for where you are, but from kingdom perspective, that's not, that's not really powerful. And, you know, and I think that for us today, it speaks volume. We need to be this kind of church that accepts the judgment of God and realizes, you know what, God, we need to step up. You know what, Lord, saying amen to his judgment is saying, I need to step up. I need to do more work. I need to serve more. You know, service now is kind of like this hobby that we do at church. It's funny how people came, like, like, like if you read the scriptures, you'll find passages where God is asking people to, to, to get circumcised. Easily, He's like, if you want to follow me from now on, you shall be circumcised. And ladies, you might not understand, but whenever I read the scripture, I'm just like, are you serious? Just like that? And people would just say, and he circumcised 1,200 men, and 1,200 men were happy to be circumcised. Now, we won't even feed the homeless. Now, if there's a flyer in our churches, I mean, like, just a few minutes ago, he was just like, can I get some help to bake some, like, cupcakes? I was just like, yeah, I would love to help you, but, you know... I'm not really a cook, not really a baker. Where's our heart? And I think God is really speaking to us. Oh, I hope you're hearing his voice telling you, you know what, step it up. So maybe your gift is not, is not serving the poor. Maybe it's not your gift, but you know what, are you able to do it? Then do it. Maybe you feel like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not really good with words. I don't want to go outside and just preach the gospel. I'm not, that's not really my thing. Okay, it's okay. We could train you. 
ah, feeding the name, ah, I don't know, I don't know. It's okay, we've all been in the, at that place, but I think that Jesus is talking to us now, he's telling us, get involved. Repeat after me, I say amen, amen. to his judgment. Amen. That means that we need to push. We need to push. Finally, the last word, um, repeat after me, I say amen, amen. to my destiny. I say amen amen. to my destiny. One more time. I say amen amen. to my destiny. Verse 19 to 22. I reprove and discipline those whom I love. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. Listen, I am standing at the door, knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you. And you with me. To the one who conquers, I will give a place with me on my throne. Just as myself um, conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. What I love about this scripture is, is, is that God is really asking us, in, in, other, in other versions, it actually says, um, I reprove and I discipline those whom I love, and it says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. God is asking us to be zealous, to have this, this heart before repentance. And then he's telling us, hey, as soon as you do that, he says, listen, I'm standing at your door, and if you hear my voice and you open the door and you allow me to come in, well, we're going to have fellowship. Basically, that's what he's saying. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to break bread together. But then he goes to another level, and, and, and he's trying to show us that he wants to invite us. If you conquer, I'm going to invite you to sit on my throne, just like I sat on my father's throne. This is our destiny. Repeat after me. I say amen, amen. to my destiny. Amen. Our destiny is to reign forever with God. And I know that many of us have done stuff, and I don't know who you are this morning, but I really felt on my heart that the Lord was saying to some of us, hey, listen, you probably messed up. Hey, listen, you probably had a time where what you were doing was wrong. You were living a godless life. That was probably 10 minutes ago or maybe an hour ago. Maybe it was this morning, last night, or two months ago. And maybe since that time, you've been feeling uneasy about your relationship. And you're hearing me say, you know, uh, trust in the word. And you're like, yeah, I want to trust in the word, but I don't know if the word, Jesus, can really trust me. And when you hear this, I say amen to his judgment, you feel like you've just been hearing his judgment again and again and again. Well, this is our time to get out of, of condemnation. This is where the enemy loses and our God triumphs. This is where you get your true victory. God is saying, just open the door. And we're going to have fellowship. Better than that, he's inviting us into covenant. He says, just open the door and we'll have covenant. See, a covenant will not be broken. You can break a relationship. You cannot break a covenant. In a covenant, things like honor, things like submission are totally normal because covenant is higher than anything. And he's inviting us into that. And he's saying, you will be able to reign forever with me. This is your destiny. And I want you to understand that sometimes troubles in life will stand in in front of us. Sometimes our past mistakes will be there to judge us and be right in front of us and stop us 
from really having a clear access. And so it's easy to say, I say amen to my destiny, but sometimes it's hard to see our destiny because all we see is the past. All we see is our sins. All we see is the trouble. All we see is the, is, are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes it just gets really difficult to see our destiny. Am I really going to reign forever? Is this thing really true? Does God really forgive me? And I'm here to say to you, yes, he does. You could say amen to your destiny. You could trust his destiny. Because listen, as you're saying amen to your destiny, you have to understand that you're speaking life. In the scripture, it says, right, right, right in the passage. Let me open it up again. If we look at the passage that we just read. And to the angel of the Lord, of the church of Laodicea, write the words of the amen. You see that? The amen. That's in reference to Jesus. So basically, as you're saying amen to your destiny, you're not just saying I trust it, but you're calling out his name. And our troubles, no. That mountain that's in front of you, as soon as you say amen to your destiny, that, that mountain recognizes the amen. It doesn't only see your zeal to go and to serve the Lord. It also understands, hey, he's calling out the amen. He's calling out the maker of the universe. He's calling out the creator, the alpha and the omega, the true sacrifice lamb who rose again on the third day. Nothing can stop the amen. So when you stand in front of your problems, say amen to your destiny. Let the troubles and the pressure, the past sin, hear the Lord. Let your sin be dealt with Jesus. Jesus can handle your sin. Just tell your sin, hey, I don't have time for you right now. I don't have time for the voices of condemnation. I can't. I have to say amen to my destiny. I have to be better. I have to be more zealous when it comes to to, to the work of the ministry. I have to. Say amen to his word. I have to say amen to my destiny because he calls me to reign forever with him, to sit on his throne. And that's Jesus talking to us. This morning, my encouragement to you is really simple. Start saying amen. Say amen to the word of God in your life. Believe it. This is true. These are true stories of true men and women that lived, that were recorded to give us faith. In John it's written, these things are written written so that you may believe. Number two, I invite you to say amen to his judgment. Hear his voice of judging us, not condemning us. He wants us to be better. So he's going to tell you when it's not good. Listen, there's two levels in life. There's this level and then the next one. You need to be growing in every area of your life. Not because it's good to to grow. No, because God is calling you to better. God wants you to prosper in your finances. God wants you to have great relationships. God wants you to have a great marriage, great children, a great life, because he is a great God. And finally, say amen to your destiny. Don't waste time with the past issues. Don't waste time with the condemnation. Don't waste time with the issues and problems, no matter where they are and what they are. Our destiny is to reign. And the Bible says, Jesus said that the kingdom of God is among us. Literally, we need to start leaving this idea of I'm going to reign forever with him and understand that we reign right now with him. We're citizens of heaven, Paul says. So if I, through faith, am already sitting on his throne, then here is my destiny. Not not of of royalty just to, to show off that, hey, I'm saved and you're not. 
but the kind of royalty that takes care of God's creation. Say amen this morning. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to say amen. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to serve called life. I pray your majesty that every soul that heard and that's hearing my voice right now can be moved by your spirit, delivered and totally freed from any condemnation of the enemy. Father God, let us be transformed and renewed, Father God, by your word, by your presence, by your spirit, and by your grace and love for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And the whole church said, Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about People's Church or CU20, please look at our website. You'll find lots more information there. The link to our website is in the description of this podcast. Also, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. My email address is also in the description. Have a great day.